Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, it is finally December, and we are so excited because everything has cooled off, hot chocolate is out, and Xmas, if you celebrate it, is around the corner. But before we do that, we need to purchase our gifts, so a word from our sponsor. So as y'all know, we start out every single episode with a quote, and today's quote is, I remember daddy told me, fairy tales can come true. You got to make them happen. It all depends on you. And that is by Princess Tiana. For today, we have an either or. Our either or is live yesterday over and over and over for 30 days or live a randomly picked day over and over for 30 days. It is random. You cannot pick. Hence the word random. I did a lot of driving around yesterday, so I'm going to go with a random day for the next 30 days because I don't want to redo yesterday minus the fact that I had a bomb ass breakfast taco aside from that it's a no-go for me I would do my yesterday over and over and over I feel like it was very productive um I got to see the movie The Woman King so if y'all haven't seen that go out and see it it was my second time seeing it and I love it so I would do that over and over so um with that for our question of the week how did you show yourself love this week this week has been a busy week but I did make it a point to take my time and as simple as it is, go get my nails done. And I went to go get coffee beforehand because I had a morning appointment. So I had my coffee in hand with my fall seasonal beverage. And it's funny because my nail lady was also at the Starbucks. So we was both waiting for our drinks <laughs> at the same time. Um, but I just I just sat and got my nails done and we chatted and it was just a nice little time for me to just, you know, do something, you know, nice for myself because I hadn't gotten them done in a while. So that was my time and I enjoyed it a lot. For me, I'm going to say I gave myself grace a lot this week. There were some things that I felt like, oh, I needed to get done. However, did not have the energy to do. So I allowed myself to take a nap when I needed to take a walk, do some workouts, um, and then did not ruminate on like, oh, I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. So I just gave myself grace to um, get through this week. So yeah. I think that's important when it comes to giving yourself grace is to then not regret it after the fact and just be like, it's okay. You didn't get such and such done. You took that time for yourself. I know that you text me and you was like, I don't have the capacity for such and such and I'm like cool no rush got it no big deal you have to do that for yourself at times because life be life in and it's important to not lose yourself in the midst of the chaos I agree I agree so friends we have a very fun hopefully nostalgic episode for you we're going to talk about black Disney princesses and what they meant to us growing up and how seeing some representation kind of helped us in, in our transition into adulthood and as we now experience continue to experience adulthood so Nakai what was the first time that you saw like representation when it comes to Disney films and Disney princesses I want to say Brandy when she was Cinderella that's what I'm thinking because that's like back in the day aligned with my age so I'm thinking it's Brandy when she was like Cinderella and she was a beautiful Cinderella yeah that's the exact same for me I don't recall I know that there were other characters in Disney films that maybe had some black-esque 
ness to them i mean like the lion king that was all set in africa but like those were all animals um and maybe they had some mannerisms that is you know probably related to the culture but not really it really wasn't until 1997 when you see a black princess with braids as a primary character because i used to get my hair braided all the time back then so that was literally like looking in a mirror in a sense. And that was definitely the first time that I'd seen representation when it comes to a Disney film. Cause I always like Disney movies. Like I've seen Snow White and you've seen the original Cinderella, like all the animated ones. Alice in Wonderland is like my favorite Disney movie ever to this day. And I used to watch it religiously. The minute they make Alice Black and her name is Alicia or something, I don't know what they're going to do, but I will absolutely be for a storyline where a character looks more like me because that's my favorite movie. But even after all of those, just being able to see her on my TV as someone that looks like me was really revolutionary. And it made me started to think about like, were there any other representations as far as like Disney princesses that existed? And I found quite a few, not enough, mind you not enough, but I found quite a few. And it actually started when you and I were like really young. So in, and you guys may know this listeners, you may know this, you may have heard something about it once upon a time. I don't think it became a big thing until Brandy became Cinderella because a lot of this stuff was not on TV or it wasn't like a movie. It wasn't in the forefront. A lot of this representation first started on stage in Broadway. So in 1994, if I'm not mistaken, Broadway was putting on Beauty and the Beast as, you know, Broadway does. And Toni Braxton was Belle. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't even know she did Broadway. She did Broadway early, like early, early. And I was thinking also because... I remember Tony Braxton. I grew up with Tony, listening to Tony Braxton back in the day. And I felt like, I'd, I mean, obviously I'd only known her as an R&B artist. I'd only known her as a singer. I didn't know she did any sort of Broadway stuff at all until kind of diving down and doing some more research on Disney princesses and that kind of stuff and that representation. But yeah, she was Belle on Broadway. And you can go online and see, I don't know if they have snippets of her actual performance, but I know you can go online and see pictures of her as Belle. And I mean, that's kind of on Broadway. Like I'm, you would only know that if you went to go see it, which that part kind of sucks. But as far as theater goes, Broadway is like the ultimate, ultimate stage. This isn't like a neighborhood local theater production or a high school theater production where they could just cast anybody to be this part. This was on like the biggest theater stage, I think in the world, right? On Broadway. And so that was really kind of revolutionary when she was able to do it. She was the first Black lead of that show. And that show had 12 other leads before her, which was kind of interesting. Then after that, Brandy Cinderella came in 97 do you remember watching it do you remember that that like when it came on did you watch it when it premiered I did not I think I probably watched it a little bit after but I have to say I wasn't really like a hardcore Disney person when I was younger like I think my only movie that I could watch over and over and over was like VHS which is listeners if y'all don't know what that is I get it videos of the Lion King and Aladdin which are the two I would like play over and over and over so yeah um but I think I watched this like maybe a couple years later but then when I did I was like wow she's black like Whitney Houston is in here like is this the real Cinderella so yeah and you know for a lot of for a lot of young girls 
she is like the only Cinderella. She's like the real Cinderella, which that in, in and of itself, I think is a beautiful legacy. Me personally, anybody that has known me at any point in my life knows how big of a Brandy fan that I am. I knew that she had been cast as Cinderella, but I didn't, it didn't impact me as much as when I saw the final like movie and saw like the costumes and all that. But best believe once it came out, like I watched all the behind the scenes stuff. I watched the making of, there was like a special on it. I'd watched the making of it. The fact that Whitney Houston executive produced the movie and she's the one that picked Brandy to be this role. She knew what she was doing when she did it because she knew how impactful seeing someone that looks like her with the hair that she has to be in that particular role in the forefront of the story, she knew what that was going to do to a lot of youth across the world, across the country. And props, RIP Wit, we miss you. Um, props for her for being able to do that because that was really revolutionary. I think one thing to be noted too is that it's, like you said, it's a diverse cast. But the prince was Asian, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like he wasn't, he wasn't a black guy. He was Asian. So I think of Whitney thinking about this of like giving the two, I'm not going to say the two, but giving um, two of, what am I trying to say? The I least think, represented? Yeah, the least represented populations a chance to actually shine. Right. And I, I thank her for that because I think of like now, if we look at Insecure, we have, if we fast forward, like a lot of years, <laughs> um, but like, even if we use the example of Insecure and Secure has a lead, that's a black girl and an Asian guy, you know, and I love that of like just the diversity, but also understanding, like giving these two cultures a chance to shine. And when they shine, they shine, right? Like specifically I can only talk about my black culture but I'm loving it that when you give us the what is it called like when you give us the torch we running with it we ain't coming back we we setting it on fire we like we got this but it's just giving us the torch right yeah definitely so and there was a it's been 20 something years since the movie has come out they actually just did like a reunion special I think it was on ABC you can watch it on Disney plus now or Hulu or something like that but I recently watched it and I remember seeing the movie like you have this black queen you have this white king they have a Filipino son you have a black Cinderella her stepmother is white her two daughters are black and white like there was there was so much diversity in the casting and it's seemed as if they at the time that I remember watching it it seemed as if they just they picked these people because they're diverse and to make it this to make it this thing and in reality it wasn't necessarily what people would consider colorblind casting it was more it was they just cast it on talent and this is what came of that because the guy that plays the prince he is actually a Broadway actor like he was a Broadway musical performer. So like these people have like talented Bernadette Peters who plays the stepmother. Um, she's a well-known for you theater nerd. She's a well-known musical theater actress and she's been doing this for years. But like these people are uber talented and they just mix them together. And what's so amazing about the whole thing was that even as diverse as this cast was, this movie was so good that nobody cared and nobody, like it didn't matter. Nobody cared of the genetics of how a, a white king and a white, co- and a 
black queen could make a Filipino son. Nobody cared because the movie is that good. Nobody cared. It's like at that point, you don't even see it. You just see the story that's being told and you get to see these people that represent these different characters and these different personalities within this story. And I, Whitney Houston, ex- the executive producer, the other producers did such a good movie with uh, such a good job with this movie that I think it was one of the catalysts for some of the other Black princesses that we got to see after the fact. So, you know, Kiki Keep a Bag Palmer, who we love, I adore her. She was the Black Cinderella on Broadway. And because of Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella with Brandy, she's able to bring that position and that to life on the Broadway stage. My thought is like, I think people cared, but social media wasn't what it is now. So even if they had a thought or they even wanted to talk about it, you didn't have the platforms to talk about your disgust with if, and I'm saying this because of what's going on with Ariel, right? The platforms did not exist for everybody to make comments to say, oh, why is the, you know, Cinderella black and da, 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 da. It was more of like, they put it out and there you go. If you got a problem with it, you're going to have a problem with it. You know what I mean? But also I think of when you think of Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston was loved by every single color. Like she said um, at one time, she just makes music. She doesn't make black music. She doesn't make white music. She makes music. And so when you are, when you have someone that that's powerful and that has like really crossed so many barriers through different religion, I mean, not religion, sorry, different cultures and different um, aspects of music and stuff. And she's crossing over. Everybody's watching it because of her, because it's Whitney. Like it's, it's freaking Whitney Houston. Who's not going to love Whitney and she's singing in this, right? So I think that's one thing to consider too. That's definitely something to consider because this is 1997 when this came out. So we were still having dial up. You know how long it would have taken for people to get on the chat rooms to be ridiculous back then about a super diverse cast. That was this TV movie. Mind you, this didn't even come in this didn't even come on in the theaters. This was a TV movie. This came on TV. This was just in your living rooms. You didn't even have to pay for it. Could you imagine getting on AOL Instant Messenger and being pissed about, about what was going on? Like, come on, guys, really? The problem would be if your friends were even on AOL. Like, you could be on there and then you're like, I'm going to talk to my friends. And then their parents are literally on the phone. So, you know, back in the day when you were on the phone, you you didn't you couldn't be on the internet we didn't have both and when the parents are on the phone it was hey unless you got homework to do i'm on the phone oh back in the day get off the phone i need to send the email get off the computer i need to make a call but i cannot believe the internet was on the phone line once upon a time that was wild Oh, that was a wild time, man. And we only had the one computer in the living room that everybody had to use. So before Kiki was Cinderella on Broadway, that was in 2014. So this was years later, over 10 years later, that she would be able to have this particular role. We at least got our first animated princess with Tiana in Princess and the Frog. And I always hear about, number one, I love how much Princess and the Frog, particularly Tiana's character, is getting so much love and representation now granted it's 2022 and it took a while this movie came out in 2009 but there's parts of like 
the Disney theme parks that are kind of themed in this story. There's a whole like restaurant and like section bar area on the Disney cruise ships that are dedicated to Tiana and her story. And there's just, it it just looks so beautiful the way that they do it, you know, with the New Orleans theme and that kind of stuff. And just the story behind this particular animated film. This is the first time we got to see a Black animated character as a lead and as a princess to boot, right? I do want to say or make note that like, I feel like with Disney, they're not going to do anything half-ass. Like they are definitely, they are the ones that cross their T's and dot their I's 18 times to ensure everything is to the point or like everything is so detailed that they thought of it, you know? And so like to hear that they have a section for Tiana and it has, like you said, this New Orleans thing. Like, I love that one because you're creating an experience and that's what Disney is. It's an experience. It's not somewhere where I'm just going to be like, hey, I just want to go, I don't know, to New Mexico. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you can create an experience. But for me, once you walk into Disney, everything is an experience. And so that just makes me happy just to know that they actually have a whole entire section, specifically New Orleans theme for Tiana. Yeah, it's immersive. Like Disney's not spending all of this money to make a movie, to make an animated movie, which takes years to do and to create the story and all the merch that comes with it for them to half-ass anything, right? So all this stuff is going to be incredibly detailed. And now, you know, little girls can go, you know, kids can go to Disney World or Disneyland and go get a princess makeover and be made into Tiana, which is so freaking cute. And I've seen so many like little videos and so many pictures and the little girls in their green dresses and their little crowns on their head. And they just feel so accepted and they feel so represented to be able to see see themselves as someone that's worthy of a crown. And I absolutely love that they now get to to have these immersive experiences. And it's not just left up to the Snow Whites and the Cinderella's, the White Cinderella's specifically, and the Aurora's and Rapunzel's and things like that. All of these are great, but this particular animated character is incredibly important. And I feel like Tiana did, and I'm not, granted, I don't know because this isn't my culture, but when Mulan came out, being able to see a badass Asian woman represented in a major film like that had to have done something similar for little Asian girls, I would imagine. So being able to have little Black girls with their little Afro puffs, being able to put their tiaras on and to put on their pretty poofy dresses and to go trick-or-treating or just to wear around the house because kids, for whatever reason, like dressing up in costumes and sitting in on the living room floor doing nothing. My niece does that all the time in her little aerial outfit. But that's what kids do. That's their imagination. That's, that's where they get to be creative. So it's great that they get to be able to embrace that side of themselves. You know what I mean? So we have Tiana, we have Brandy Cinderella, we have Tony Braxton as Belle on Broadway, Kiki Palmer as Belle, I mean, as uh, Cinderella on Broadway. And now we get to see Haley Bailey as Ariel. When I tell you, I'm so excited for this movie in May of next year. I cannot wait. We saw the little teaser that came out. We saw the madness that came about that also, but it looks so good. And I'm so excited to see her. Have you seen those little videos of the little girls that watched the trailer? I have, and I love them, especially like the one little girl. She was like, I think it was a little boy. Actually, it wasn't a little girl. It was a little boy who watched it. And he just kept looking and like looking like, is this right? Like, and then his mom, like, 
when Haley came on as Ariel and she was singing, his eyes just lit up and he was just like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's awesome. And for me, that just, because it's a little boy, obviously, but it made my heart smile because when we think about representation and how representation matters, yes, he's a little black boy, but he probably saw his black sister. He probably saw his black mother. He probably saw like, hey, this person has my skin color. I'm glad Disney is starting to do if like if we're doing a remake let's remake them with different cultures because we've been way too long way too long I mean way too long with just having quote-unquote white is right right and it's not a representation of the United States it's not a representation of any of our of the world so I'm happy that that little boy found joy in that you can't watch these videos and I've seen I've seen individual videos and I've seen compilation videos the compilation ones they really get to me I can't watch any of them without wanting to like burst into tears of joy because being able to I mean you can literally see the excitement and the joy and the acceptance in these children's faces when they watch this trailer this is just and it's not even a full trailer this is just like a teaser it's barely a minute if that and you only get to see her face at the tail end of it no pun intended at the tail end of it and that's it it paints this whole story it paints this whole scene so you know and you hear the instrumental version of part of your world in the background so you figure out what the movie is but then you see her face come on and you see their like their shock and their excitement like oh my god she's black and there was one little oh there was one little girl with her I think one of the first things she said was she looks like me and I was like how how can you I don't here's the thing I don't understand these people that are all upset they're all up in arms about this whole casting situation how can you watch a video like that and feel like that was a wrong choice like that makes no sense to me white people are the default they always have been right so you have a huge community of non-white children that don't get the opportunity to see themselves in these positions they have the, they they connect with some of these characters for personality traits or maybe because they like the same color or they like so-and-so's dress or whatever and and that's why i connected to alice in wonderland because i absolutely relate to being lost and confused <laughs> and wondering about and wanting you know to find who I am and things of that nature like that's something that I can relate to I don't relate to her because she's a little blonde girl that came out her own business okay and these children look at these characters in the same way but it's different when not only do you like the color of their hair you like the color of their dress but their skin tone looks like you that's a different level of power that's a different level of representation and you just you can't tell me that this was a wrong choice when you see all of these multiple to the videos where these children now feel like they've been seen. No, I totally agree with I have never seen The Little Mermaid. So this would literally be my first time ever watching this movie. Um, Yeah, when I was little, I didn't like that she had red hair and I didn't like that she was white. Honestly, I was that child. So I never seen it. And then I didn't understand how it was just a lot of stuff when I was younger. I was like, how are they talking underwater? Like, this don't make sense. Um, But that's baby Nakai, right? But as I'm growing, the beauty of one, thinking about adulting and thinking about me watching this as an adult, I will now watch it only because there's someone that looks like me and there's someone that has my skin tone, my skin tone on there. Um, 
And I'll be very honest, if they were to remake this with a white person, I still wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have went back to see this because what's the difference? What, what have you done differently? You know what I mean? And I think of like the beauty of um, the Lion King that they redid with Beyonce, right? Like Lion King is my favorite movie. And I went back to see it because, oh, let me see what Beyonce is doing. Why? Because Beyonce looks like me. It really does make a difference. And I, it makes me so mad because you said something about how like what's the big deal uh that she is casting as a black woman as the little mermaid right it makes me mad because if we look at if we look at almost 80 percent of movies the main character is white skinny and blonde if you look at the world <laughs> half of us don't look white skinny and blonde hell the white skinny and blonde people don't look like they white skinny and blonde like most yeah that's a whole nother topic anyway that was i'm just excited to see this now as an adult and to see her because I, if y'all don't know um hallie her voice is very angelic like if you listen to her voice and did not see her and she was just singing you would fall in love with just her voice so to me, they picked the right person because her voice is so angelic, which again, I haven't watched the movie, but from the clip I seen, it kind of matches what Little, Little Mermaid was singing anyway. Like she was supposed to have this very angelic voice that lures people to her. If I'm not mistaken, like that's what mermaids do, right? But all in all, I'm just excited that she's in it i'm excited that i get to watch it as an adult and i am watching it with me represented you know what that's amazing because i've never thought that there were adults specifically that existed that had not seen it so then this presents an opportunity for them to see the story being told with this particular casting i mean we're all talking about the old people that have seen it and they're mad because this isn't what they want go watch the animated one if that's the one that you want to see if that's the story you want to be told it's on disney plus right now knock yourself out but this is a different story for a different set of audiences and for adults that haven't seen it this presents a new opportunity for you guys yeah i think uh that a lot of like there's a lot of adults who haven't seen a lot of Disney movies. Like I have some friends that are like, what are you talking about when I talk about Aladdin? And they're like, oh, the with Will Smith? No, the original one, like the cartoon, <laughs> you know, the return of Jafar. So I think that's so interesting of like how you said of like, now that we are adults, we have a true appreciation of these movies because we understand growing up, we did not see that. So now as adults, we're like, oh my gosh, that that's, she looks like me. But even as adults, when we have little ones, like uh, for instance, like Nay has a little one. And to see someone that's the same skin tone is so honestly life-changing because I think of all these kids who prime example Michelle Obama I remember when Michelle Obama came on and my little cousin little she, my little guy cousin was like she's black <laughs> I'm like yes she's black she looks like us and he was like that he he couldn't fathom why a black woman was there when in his little world it's only been a white guy and then yes we have a now we have a black president you know and a black woman and so knowing like talking with him now he wants to figure out how he can be president and have his black wife there you know and it's like when we say representation matters we're not saying white people don't matter because you know as black people were we're nice and we're kind too kind at, too kind at times but um we're saying see us like 
let us be seen because just like the little white mermaid mattered to you when you were younger, that black mermaid matters to the kids that are growing up now. Yeah, it's incredibly important to understand how impactful it is to see yourselves in positions that are traditionally not black or not melanated in any way, shape or form. So now that presents an opportunity for children to actually start thinking and to start dreaming and believing that, okay, well, she's able to do, I mean, she looks like me or she looks like my mom or my sister or something. She looks like somebody I know. She looks like somebody I can relate to. So that presents an opportunity that says, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Or if he can do it, I can do it. It's the same, the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And for people that don't understand that, you need help. Okay. I don't know what else to tell you because it's important for people to understand that they can be doctors if they wanted to. And the fact that it is extremely necessary to have more Black physicians in places where people can have access to them that's important but that's not something people think about until they see it right I didn't know that that was a thing until I saw it I didn't know that that was a thing until I heard it you have to see these things in order for them to be not necessarily be real so to speak but sometimes that's that's all it takes for things to click right and so there's now going to be a generation of youth that will have only seen a Cinderella that was black or that have only seen a black girl as a business owner and a princess in New Orleans. Those a group of children that have only seen a black mermaid. And that's it. And that's okay. That's totally fine. I'm excited for them to be able to experience that. I'm excited for any and every person to be able to go and see what they've created in this movie and how it affects their children themselves and things like that. I mean, I honestly, I honestly think, and this isn't me being biased because I am such a huge Brandy fan, but I don't think it would have been, I don't think a lot of these things would have happened had we not been able to see with our own eyes a black princess on tv back in 1997 because not everybody can afford to go to broadway not everybody lives in new york not everybody takes trips to new york me being the person that has a a degree in theater i've never been to new york at all so i've never been to a broadway show and that's always been a goal of mine to do but i haven't had the opportunity to do that and not everybody has so being able to put these these roles into position on broadway is fantastic for those that get to enjoy it but not everybody does it doesn't have the same reach but being able to put a black princess in people's living rooms all across the country that was a catalyst so that now we get to have black princesses in movies that we can go see and we can go see them on broadway and now it's not it's not so new it's not so absurd that we now get to have this representation and it's incredibly important and people need to understand it and i mean it's just it's good it is what it is if you don't have to like it you don't have to understand it or whatever but it's not gonna change we still got our crowns we will still put them on and you will see us for sure so there's also brought up something and granted it's not new like i said it's not new that people are upset about certain people being cast in certain roles or whatever because that breaks their reality that they're the center of attention or they're the center of the universe so now that someone else is their reality has changed and they're upset about that but i always i kept seeing this this whole thought in this in this whole mermaid discourse about if the roles were reversed would there be the same type of outcry so they took tiana as an example right what if tiana was white would there be the same like acceptance or outcry or whatever and i'm like here's what here's what these people that have this mindset are missing okay ariel being a black mermaid does not change the story of the little mermaid it changes how you look at her that is it making tiana white changes the story because the story of the princess and a frog has the element of oppression and systematic racism and things being um not being attainable to you because of where you 
come from, what you look like or whatever. So if that person was white, none of those things will be a thing. And therefore you have no story. And it changes the story completely. And that's why that reverse racism or uh, reverse racial casting or whatever is absolute bullshit. I'm glad you called it what it was, a spade a spade. Because I think of like specifically speaking for Tiana, if the roles were changed and you had a white girl or typically a white child, right? With a white fam- a white dad that was barely making ends meet. But the flip side of that, because you got to think Tiana had a friend. That friend was a white little girl who her daddy owned everything. So now it'd be a problem like, well, why is the black man owning everything and making the white white man a slave? You you can't have it both ways. And that's what frustrates me about not all white people, but these stupid ass white people coming through getting mad is that you can't have it both ways. Like you either are going to shut up and sit down and just accept it, or you can keep making noise, but just make noise and it's still going to be the same because Disney ain't worried about your comments. Disney's still getting paid. Hallie is still getting paid. She's still getting these coins. So while you over here just making this little chit chat, chit chat, chit chat, sis still sitting good. Sis still ca- casting her checks. So I don't understand. Like, and it pisses me off because I don't know. I think um, Cleopatra. And I don't know how many of y'all listeners are even um, aware of this, but Cleopatra is black. But there is a film that literally has a white Cleopatra. The whole entire cast is white. She and her tip, the original Cleopatra is black in Egypt. They are melanated people. So you asking for this, you've already got it. There's already been history that you've you've gotten what you want. Like sit, like Kendrick says, shut up, sit down and be humble. Like at this point, y'all are just making noise just to make noise and it's it's very frustrating to the melanated people who are just happy to see ourselves on tv when everywhere we look it's a let me calm myself down everywhere we look it is definitely a um person of the non-majority right non-global majority because anywhere you go in this world melanation is probably 90 percent. you clear people are the minority if we're really wanting to be honest and it just frustrates me because Hallie shouldn't have to go through any of this hell any of these people shouldn't have to go through any of this because disney reached out to her she didn't reach out to disney so if you got something to say how about y'all contact disney and even when you contact disney you know what disney's gonna say representation matters have a good day they don't care the film's already made boo it's done okay the song's a song the scenes have been shot the costumes have been made tis over Okay, get over it. All I know is that I'm going to have red hair when I go to this premiere in May. Okay, I'm planning my outfit now. Give me a cute little purple top and some green bottoms, maybe a skirt, some leggings or something. I don't know. I'm gonna give me some red twists and it's gonna be on a pop. There's already discussions online about us people getting together and doing what we did for Black Panther and showing up to the movie to see this with so much pride and excitement. And we bring in the whole fam and it's gonna be bomb and exciting. And I'm gonna know all the songs I mean I might have to rewatch the movie to refresh and listen to the soundtrack so I can get my lyrics right but it's gonna be on a pop in and they can just be mad because that's all they can do right now so get over it and kick rock that is too funny I also wanted to make note that as much as we like seeing these characters that have existed prior and seeing them in these new faces let's not forget that there is absolutely room and opportunity to create original stories with original characters that also 
also look like us. And we're not just limited to having to remake stuff that already exists just so that we have representation. It's also important for uh, the powers that be, listeners included, to be creative enough to come up with these stories that also represent us with characters that look like us and tell our stories and for them to be just as impactful and to be just as meaningful. So I've, I've seen this kind of like discourse where people are mad about it, not necessarily because she's Black, but because it's like, well, why can't we have our own stories? Like why we have to just go back and recast something that already exists? We can have both. There's room for both. And let's not forget that. The beauty of this is one takeaway is representation matters, y'all. Representation matters. And Disney, I don't know if I'll ever, I mean, you're dead, but um, the people at Disney, I'm just excited that you understand representation matters. And I'm hoping, and it seems like y'all have a very diverse, diverse, what is it called? Employees that are working with you. So I'm excited about that. Also with all of this is we need to really, really, really understand how representation matters and knowing that each one of these Black characters are increasing all of these children's, hell, not even the children's, adults, because I'm going to say me, self-worth, self-love, and self-belief. And with that, a word from our sponsor. And with that, y'all, y'all already know what it is. We're about to transition into our moments of melanation. For today, Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting Lainey Smoot. He has worked for Walt Disney for over two decades and is the creative mastermind behind the technologies at all the attractions. And this makes me so happy. One, because as the country celebrates the achievement of Black people throughout the month, which was in February, but we're talking about it now because we highlight um, a Black person doing their thing every episode. Um, Disney is celebrating Lainey Smoot for receiving, guess what? Not his first, not his 50th, but his 100th patent from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. This dude is doing a damn thing! Um, according to Disney release, Smoot has spent 24 years at Disney and has a total of 102 patents, the most patents by anyone at the company. He is, and his love for engineering and inventing was inspired by his father, who he described as the jack of all trades. He served as a judge for Disney's Innovation Challenge for HBCU schools in December of 2021 as also discuss how important it is to get Black students and students of color involved in STEM programs, engineering, and inventing. He has a quote that says, quote, we need to give young students, especially Black students and people of color experience in these fields. The Walt Disney Company is digging deeply into this by making sure that we mentor diverse young people. And I've done that many times myself. I love this um, because it just shows how we were talking about earlier, Sunny B, uh, Disney understands the assignment. Disney understands that in order for them to grow, in order for them to capture multiple cultures and multiple audience and expand the audience, they can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over. That's insanity. They can't keep putting out these white, quote unquote, is right characters because it's insanity. It's not working. The world is changing. The world is changing. The characters need to change with it. So representation matters. It does matter. It absolutely matters. And I 
I love that not only are they recognizing him for all of his hard work, but his dedication to wanting to get students involved in STEM. And not just that that's just, you know, something sciencey or techie that kids can do in schools, but the fact that that can open doors for opportunities that they may not have seen themselves being able to achieve and being able to possibly lead to more animators in the Disney lineup, more engineers and being able to put more culture and experience into the tech that is used to make these films and to, you know, make these shows, make these parks, make these cruise ships, all of these things. It's so important that there be diversity and representation in a multitude of industries because all those things working together then formulates what is truly representative of society. And it is a big, not necessarily melting pot, but I, I like to call it a salad, so to speak. You have all of these individual ingredients, but together with the right dressing, they taste pretty damn good. It's important for them to be able to see themselves being an engineer or being an animator or being a a Disney creator. And as a matter of fact, one of the travel um, couples that I watch on YouTube, they actually just got picked as uh, Disney innovative creators or Disney Imagineer creators. I can't remember what the actual title is, but it's essentially like they get to go to this camp at Disneyland, which is in California. Um, and they take these courses or classes or seminars on being creative and how to use what their story and their experience in order to create, you know, this content and stuff like that and that's part of what he's doing also is being able to reach down deep into the people and pull out all of this amazingness and all this representation and it's so incredibly important props to him for 100 plus patents because black people owning things is the move that's the move right there props to him i hope that he has so much more success and i hope that he continues to have the opportunities to reach and inspire as many people as he has the opportunity to come in contact with yeah i definitely agree with that um and so with that we're going to move with um our affirmation of the episode and our affirmation is i am an amazing woman it is my birthright to be treated as a royal princess. I am worth it. I deserve it. I have royalty running in my veins. So yeah, that is our affirmation. That's a word. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to this amazing Disney episode. Again, representation matters. Representation matters. And so with that, you guys can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google Podcasts, or you can check out the latest episode and the latest blog post on our uh, website, which is whereismyblueprintpod.com. Again, that's whereismyblueprintpod.com. For the people in the back that may be a little bit slower, it is whereismyblueprintpod.com. And with that, we are over and out. No shade. Bye-bye. Peace out.